What's up everybody? My name is Joe Corley. I am on a healing journey. And on that journey I discovered the power of vulnerability. Vulnerability allows us to be our authentic selves. It allows us to build empathy for others and to work through our emotions easier and strengthen our most important relationships. The purpose of this show is to bring others on that same healing journey with me and foster some healing out there in the world. Welcome to Vulnerability is the New Sexy. everybody welcome back i'm really excited about tonight um we are going to talk about what it's like to be outside you know as um as a therapist i strive to continuously open myself up to uh, as many perspectives and lived experiences as possible um, i really enjoy talking to people who have experiences that i've never had and uh, this episode definitely represents one of those times um because i'm really excited to have this conversation you know me personally I'm what you call a relationship guy, you know, even though I didn't always know how to be in one and wasn't always ready to be in one either, but I was always in one. And um, I always, I always, my entire life, I always knew I wanted to be in a relationship. So I stayed in one. Um, basically what I'm saying is I've never really been outside. <laughs> <laughs> and lately I've been hearing so much that it's just really bad outside. Like I just over and over again, I'm hearing it from from all different kinds of people telling me how bad it is outside. And I really want to understand what that means. So I asked these ladies of all different ages and experiences to join me and school me on what's going on outside. And I hope, you know, one day I can follow this up with um, some male perspectives. So, you know, if you're male and you're out there and you, you hear something that makes you feel a way, get at me because uh, <laughs> I'm looking for you. So to get to it, lately I've been hearing, you know, again, I'm saying lately I've been hearing so bad how bad it is out there. You know, even celebrities are starting to mention it. <laughs> and uh, and I just saw something like yesterday where Tia Mari was saying that she just, I mean, she just got back outside and she said, mm -hmm. you know, that people don't court anymore. So my first question is going to be, um, you know, what does she mean? And like, do y'all really, do any of y'all agree with her? And I'm going to start. Ken, I want you to start. You love to talk. <laughs> um, I unfortunately have to agree with her. Um, I feel like tra the tradition of dating, the like, you know, I don't want to say cat and mouse because then that sounds like, you know, a woman wants to be chased. But there is a certain level of intrigue that gets built when you feel like you're being pursued by a man. Like, you can call it cat and mouse, but I feel like nowadays, that's gone. Like, if you're not, you might meet somebody that's interested in you, but I feel like they're not really into trying to get to know you as an individual, as a person. It's more the physical. Um, that's just what I find. said that you feel like there's a certain level of entry with being chased. Can you go deep on that for me? Yeah, like if a guy, you know, you meet him and he's like, oh, she, you know, I like the way she look or whatever. Back in the day, there was some kind of communication that went on, like, you know, some pages, some text, some, you know, pull Not up. Pages. Some pull up on you, some like you know, some Mr. Telephone Man type of activity going on. Like, now that's like, it doesn't even exist. Like, there's no level of pursuit, you know, that happens. It's like a fast dating game is what I feel like it is. Like, there's no pause. There's no, like, do I even know your, you know, first and last name? Like, you could be boo-boo for all I know. Like they cool with just, you know, the superficial. Whereas I feel like back in the day before um, really social media and the internet wave, you know, people took more time to get to know you. It wasn't like things weren't so accessible. Like I grew up where 
you might have a little crush on him and you 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 dragging your phone cord all the way from <laughs> you know your mama might pick up the line like girl get off that phone like mm. some of that know, father sleep it, on the phone love huh yeah like it was real interest and real time being had nowadays i feel like that's that's no longer Taylor, I'm going to hop to you because you grew up in the social media wave. So, like, what are your feelings on what we're talking about? So, even when he brought up the question, like, oh, like, do y'all get courted anywhere? I immediately was like, what do you mean? Like, and I feel like I shouldn't have to say, what do you mean? Because (laughs) what it is. So, I feel like even just me saying, what do you mean, is my answer, is the answer. Because I feel like, yes, especially now, that I'm getting a little older because just to preface like I've never had a boyfriend but I feel like I as I grow up my standards also go up as well because I can't go I feel like we're going backwards but I can't go backwards along with them because mm-hmm. then it's like that's not something I deserve you know what do you mean by going backwards so like when how like date dates are really like I'm not gonna say they're not very public but dates come with expectations like from men one uh two just like the fast texting like oh I want to I met you today I want to see you today like that's also crazy um that happens you know um and I feel like I just don't know the people that are trying to talk to me like I feel like I know maybe oh you're at work right now oh I know what you do for work because you tell me you're at work and I'm like oh what do you do for work but I feel like oh just knowing the background I know the surface but I don't know the background and I feel like even safety wise as well like I need to know the background because you could be a serial killer I I don't know I don't know what you do and I feel like just not knowing a lot of different aspects of like the like people that you meet today especially with social media like you have all these platforms but I still don't know you because I can figure some things out by like oh if you post football highlights I know you like football but I feel like it's more you have to figure it out than it's natural in conversation or like over time Benny Tell me what you're thinking. Well, I'm 25 with a kid, so I feel like courting helps me out a lot because time is valuable. So I need to know if you're serious about me. So it kind of helps me weed out the people who I feel probably we, we just can't grow together. <laughs> a lot of times people will just want to chill. They'll just want to like do the bare minimum. And to I think a lot of my peers, I'm probably doing like not old lady stuff, but just stuff that everybody else isn't doing. Like, I'm at home cooking. I'm giving kind of wifey, so you have to be giving me me vibes. I don't know. I just, you need to get to know a person. I have a kid, so you need to be a potential stepdad. (laughs) So you're saying... So courting is needed. Or it's not going to go, yeah. Yeah, you got you got you got you know, you got a young son, you got, you have no time. Definitely. I think, I'm going to be honest, though, like, younger me, I think, well, not even younger me, like, post-breakup, I was thinking I was ready to hop out and enjoy, and the whole time I still was dealing with a heartbreak, I still needed to heal, so I was kind of fine with not getting to know someone too much, because I was still going through my own, so I think sometimes, like hurt people or people that are healing and they're stepping out too fast. That's when like, there's like confusion with the idea of courting. So as long as I think now that I've grown and I've healed more, like I need to be on the, we need to be on the same page. I don't want that gray area. So courting that helps a lot. (laughs) What do you mean by confusion when you pop back out? Like I've had guys think it's something serious when, you know, we're not even spending time. Like you're not, investing your time in me I'm not doing it back to you so it's kind of like why would you think that (laughs) we're like dealing with each other on a like not shallow level I guess that's wild you just 
Yeah. <laughs> or just by, even women can do it though. Yeah, like I just I I I'm the per- I need to hear the con- like I want to see it, but I also want to hear you. I need some sort of initiative. You know, I want like we need to be on the same page. So you need to be direct with me. If not, I'm gonna assume that you're not interested. Yeah. You have to protect yourself. Like I, you know, <laughs> I don't want to give my my own feelings hurt. So communication that go along with courting. We need to court. We need to spend time. Do I even like you? Am I? Do I see past your looks? Do you see past my looks? Like it just helps. And you're saying it doesn't happen. Like people aren't doing this. They're just getting serious. I don't. Like, I don't see it a lot, but like... it's a requirement for me. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. You make That's it. That's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say, Brenda? I mean, I feel like over the decades, it's changed. I'm 44. I'll be 45 in December. And um, I I have a little one. But so I, I lived fully <laughs> in my 30s. Um. And dating now is so different. I feel like um, it's very much like what Kiana said. I also will add, I feel like it's a checklist. Like they literally like, okay, I have this checklist, this checklist. And then if you don't meet the items on that checklist, then they dispose because there's this illusion because of social media and dating websites that there's just a plethora of dating options. And so they treat people like, objects rather than people and so I feel like people aren't really getting to know each other in a way that's compatible fully not just physical compatibility financial compatibility but like they're looking for very um um checklist type items and to me that somebody that doesn't meet a particular checklist item doesn't mean they're going to be a bad partner to you. Um, And so I feel like date courting is so necessary, but it, nobody knows how to do it anymore. I don't, I don't think the men know how to do it. And I don't think the women in the mass majority require it. So they're not having to do it. So they're like, Oh, that's going to be too much work. I'm good. Let me go to the next checklist item. That's kind of how I feel about it. What's on these check? What's on the checklist? What's on their checklist or mine? <laughs> yeah, tell, no, I know, I know. I don't want to know. So not yet. Okay. Like, tell me what's on their checklist that you're checking off. I don't. I the, their checklist. I always. <clears throat> I feel like um, before I had my child, like I always felt like people were like, oh, you don't have kids, so you should be a doctor. You should be working on a master's degree. Like, I needed to be this boss B. And because I wasn't, then I didn't fit in a particular category. Or if I didn't own property, I wasn't, you know, stable enough. Or, you know, there were like all these um, checklist items that really didn't have to do with my personality. And, um, and who I was as a person. And so I always felt like the checks checklist to me were are very superficial in a way that they felt like it was a business transaction. And I've heard guys, you talk about women that way, like, oh, she's a liability. <laughs> like, what? Like crazy. I, I I find that to be one of the most disrespectful comments, more than calling somebody a B. Like a liability you know it's you're you're degrading a woman down to a piece of property and whether they say it in that format or not saying somebody's a liability is property <laughs> this is sounds like alien talk to me like this is really what's going on out there like that's crazy you wouldn't believe all right um man so let's talk about then you know before you get to the courting, like, what's that approach like? I mean, what are the good and, and bad approaches in today's era? What's it like? Uh, huh? Taylor, go ahead. Yeah. I feel like lately, it's not, like, I don't even meet people in class anymore. Like, it's not even like, oh, like, I see you on class, like, in class, and oh, I wanted to talk to you. I feel like it's just, like, a lot of like social media and then they'll like like two pictures and then follow me and then dm me and then be like 
and then expect a reply back just because you did all of that work we go together yeah and then or somebody will like see me out because in the I don't know I'll speak for DC but DC men here are very like they're very vocal very catcally like they're very quick to say something and it's it's really weird because people are like, oh, like, it's catcalling. Like, not that it's normal, because it shouldn't be normal. But especially here, they're like, oh, like, catcalling. But I feel like compared to every place I've been to or, like, city I've been to, D.C. is definitely the worst. So it'll be like, oh, like, they'll shout from across the street or something like that. And then the only reason outside they would get my Instagram is because, okay, for safety reasons, like, I don't know what you're going to do if I don't give you my Instagram. So I feel like it's not very organic. Like I haven't met a lot of people organically. And if I happen to meet somebody, it's like, it's a very rare occasion that I'm like, oh, I meet them like, and I'm like, oh, okay. Or like I meet a mutual friend because I go to Howard. Howard's very small. Everybody pretty much knows everybody. So you either, you'll like know of somebody, but I don't really meet, like the approaches aren't very respectful anymore. Like, I feel like they just are more, oh, you look cute. I want to talk to you. Or, hey, like, it's nothing about me personally. I feel like it's just, oh, like, I like your dress or I like this. It's not like, oh, like, I think you're very pretty or just in a more respectful way i feel like you just to tell us now what is a respectful approach now because i don't know anything about you. Respectful is like oh like oh hey i saw you i saw you in the library and um you look like a nice girl or something and i would like to get to know you better or something along that format but now it's i'll say what it isn't is oh like a hey, like a hey, yo um come over here or like, because I'm not a dog. Like, I feel like men, like the calling, it just like feels very much like if I hear something like, and I feel like this is how you call your dog because it's very, very popular to do it that way. I don't know, but it feels like you're just calling me like, oh, like come here. And then you'll start your approach from there. And yeah. that's not how it works because that's just disrespectful. Like, I don't want to talk to you if that's how you're trying to talk to me. Yeah, is it, you experiencing the same thing in the South? They're all in it. They all in the DMV area. You experiencing the same thing in the South? Back like, in I think it does happen everywhere. Like the the chivalry and the respect level is just gone, and it may be like just based upon how you look. You know, like if I go out, of course I'm I'm I wear scrubs and workout clothes all week. If I go out, I'm gonna put something on that's making me feel good about myself. It's not for you know, particularly attention or whatnot. But like, I was out one night and this guy was like, oh, my friend want to talk to you. And they were like, maybe three feet away from me. And I'm like, well, tell your friend to come say hi. <laughs> and they was like, oh, you can't just walk over there. And I was like, no. I'm like, if your friend wants to say hi to me, your friend can come over here and say hi to me. Oh, it's just right there. I said, sir, I'm not walking over there. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, why you got to be so difficult? This and that and third. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, first of all, your friend, if he was a grown-ass man, he would have walked his grown-ass over here and said something to a grown-ass woman. Like, what? And then to tell him being difficult because I didn't want to walk over and say hi to your friend. Like, first of all, I, I don't even know what friend you're talking about. And clearly, he didn't turn my eye or catch my attention. So... If he want to walk over here and say hi to me, he can do that. If not, he can stay where he at. Like, what? So that, like, I'm a pet, like, walk on over here. Like, excuse me? Like, no. Absolutely not. be easy somewhere. What were you going to say, Brenda? I just, I was, I thought in the South it was better. <laughs> it's a, it's a pandemic, an <laughs> epidemic, all of that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter the age. That's what's crazy, though, too, because you would think the older men would know better. Like mm-hmm. you, you grew up the same frame I did with like or older. You should mm-hmm. know how to 
approach a woman. You should know that Mm -hmm. even if you don't want to be as official as courting, which I I've always wanted to be courted. Like that is like my thing. If a man like straight up courted me, I'd be like this right here is it. Exactly. Like like, get get that game down. It, it, they just don't do it and it doesn't matter how old they are I was, these these guys will be 50 years old cat calling sure with the 25 year old boys like what are you doing yeah they it's, teach their sons so Keanu Brennan either one of y'all have any examples of good approaches that that doesn't happen I've had a good approach like I I have dated somebody who like I felt like we were really courting like he was you know he knew I worked out a lot. He would like hit me up like, hey, I cooked. I know you need a nice light meal. Like he'd been uncooked and <laughs> invite me over coming from the gym. Like yes. we took a trip together. Like he was like, I, I can't that. say, I can't say I was like super hundred percent attracted to him, but it was things about <laughs> him and how he was courting me made him attractive. Attract, like yes. I was yes. willing to like see past the things I didn't really like, like, you know, about him, but I liked a lot of characteristics, but where he dropped the ball is I had a flat tire and homie didn't check on me. So he was immediately out. So after that, he, all his points was down to like zero. Like when Mario, that was all the coins. That was all the coins. Mario got stepped on when they stepped on his little head. And it was like, yeah, it was that for me. I was like, nah. Nope. Because well, you don't feel protected, right? Like you feel like at all. No, no. He's got a daughter. He's got a mother. He's had a wife before. Mm-hmm. Like we should know better. No. So so well, what, was the, what was the line? Do you remember what he said to get your attention in the first place? To even get like, what did he say to approach you with? Like how to get past? It was just it was it was flirtatious and fun. Like. Yeah. You know, he he was like, is smart and quick witted. You know, Joe, you know me. I got a smart mouth. Like, so he was he was going toe for toe for me and like saying little. He he was quick, like you know, and it wasn't personal. It wasn't like, oh, she got you know, like I felt like I could really be who I was. Like I'm a jokester. I like to crack a joke and crack up. Like I feel like that's what we had in common right away. Like we could say a joke and both of us could get it. Like you know. It, I feel like we connected on on that level first. Like it was just fun and funny. Like you know, right. we could see something across the room. Like, hey, you look at you look at look at Big Back over there. Like, and we could be cracking up. Like it was cool <laughs> like that. Like, you know, we, you know, like we would both know what we were talking about, and it was like <laughs> funny. Like you know, we we was we was funny. Like it was fun and friendship. Like it felt like because I made it known off top. Like, hey, I'm not gonna sleep with you. So if you wanna hang out for you know he kept wanting to hang out and i was like okay okay had it clear from the top huh yeah all right fellas in houston get your jokes up you want to shout <laughs> fanny yeah. tell me tell me what kind of approaches you get i'm really interested in hearing this i think men especially like where i'm at in baltimore city mm-hmm. men are very aggressive so I will avoid gas stations if it's a crowd. I avoid like just walking in certain areas because I I'm not even I feel intimidated. I feel like obligated to to like interact because you just don't know what people are doing or what they got going on inside, how he is feeling at the moment. And then it also makes me feel like if you talk to me very vulgar and you're kind of like insulting me, just sexualizing me. I kind of feel like, why do you feel this confident to do? You have to do this often to have the audacity and just to be comfortable to do this to me. So I kind of already don't want to deal with you <laughs> based off that, where you're hanging out. Why do you feel like you can address a lady in this manner? But it's not me. Brenda, have you ever approached anybody? I know I need to answer this. Have I'm, I approached somebody? Yes, I know. Like <laughs> I have to ask it. Okay, it's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> like, have I spit game? Yes. Don't be shame. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know if I really I I like to be pursued. Pursued. Mm-hmm. I'm now 
Yeah, I don't know if I've I've ever spit game first. Um, you know, you listen. I yeah, I don't think I've ever spit game at somebody like. Have any of y'all tried to? I definitely have. Well, Kiana, I know you have, so I'm not shy. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. So how did you do that, Kiana? I'm chatty. <laughs> like I can just sit and just be talking to somebody, you know, and you can tell if they're like, you know, talking back to you or if you're just chatting. So I might not be as forward as as they are. Like, oh, you fine as hell, you thick as hell, and this and that. I might not do that, but like, right. if I'm holding a conversation with you and like, you know, we're like holding each other's attention, that's that says enough in itself. I don't have to, yo, baby, yo, baby. I don't got to do that. <laughs> like, but I think a man can tell. Like, if you're as a woman, you're leaning in, you're giving them body language that says like, yeah. What up? Like, you know, I think a man definitely knows. Like, I don't, you know, it doesn't have to be as forward. I think, you know. Women are more subtle with, with right. With like, now, if you, if I would say the bar that. And you start talking to me and I do you one of these. Right. <laughs> that means well, if, I do you one, if I do you one of these and we, you know, if I do that. <laughs> And you see my whole back, back like you know. But if I'm if the it, whole, she said the whole, whole back. back, like you know, don't even, yeah, don't communicate anymore. Guy, you know, cross my leg towards you, and I'm, you know, like then you're gonna be able to know, like okay, she, you know, she's going right. It's a different. Oh, it's a different. You know. Yeah. yeah. So before we go forward, I want to go backwards a little bit, and you know, I want to know how how you form your standards on what a good man or partner is like. And I asked that because I heard a podcast the other day and a woman was saying that oftentimes females aren't really taught what a good man is. So they don't know what one is. So, um, Benny, how do you form your standards on what a good man or partner is or how, how did you Um, coming up trial and error? Cause I think like younger me was like fascinated more like, okay, he's cute. He's, you know, it was very shallow. And so then you get the guy that you think that you want. He's spending money on you. He, you know, like doing all the little things, but then it's like, you don't know how to manage our money. <laughs> you don't, I don't like how you think to want to raise your kids. Like you don't really know somebody. So it's just, mm. yeah, I want, I, I like a good time. And I think like, as in a vibe, like I want to be able to communicate well with you. And sometimes that vibe, it just feels so easy going with that person. And you can misconstrue that for let's give this a go. And it's like, I, I could have got to know you a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Brenda, what do you, what do you, how did you form your standards on what a good man is or a good partner is? How long did it take you? <laughs> Still working on it? No, actually, I think right now at 44 is where I probably know the most of what I want, but more so because I know myself the most right now. Um, I would say young years, I knew a good guy. I wasn't ready for that when I was younger. Like, I, I think I dated some really nice guys that would have had qualities that I would be like, yes, he's husband material. But I wasn't um, looking for that at that age. And then in my thirties, I had a lot of critics. I like that. These, I could do no right by any of the guys. (laughs) Like I kept feeling like I kept getting the same type of guy. Like they were all critical, all critical of something. I could never do anything right, no matter how hard I tried. So in my thirties, I literally went through the phases of trying to be perfect because it was like I couldn't not be criticized and um growing up like the only thing my mom ever taught me about relationships was to uh find someone who was my friend because the stars and fireworks go away but that was it there was there was no other advice but in relationships so everything became trial and error of trying to find somebody who's my friend but then where they didn't see me like a tomboy or they didn't, you know, like being more feminine or knowing what it was to be a woman to a man. I didn't know any of that. All that became trial and error. 
Did you take any of them criticisms to heart in your thirties? All of them. <laughs> All of them. My, almost. I mean, if they were uh, criticisms about how I was as a woman, I did. I took them all to heart. And the criticisms about me physically, I would take at face value. Like some of them I took, a lot of them I was like, you're stupid. Like there was a lot of stupid comments, inappropriate comments and stuff that I wasn't going to allow myself to just I, like a lot of those, the, the physical critiques, they got cut off real quick. Cause. Taylor, I shake my head a lot at these young guys, man. So I know oof, <clears throat> I'm almost afraid to ask you, but how do you, how do you form your standards on what a good guy is? Cause I know it's tough. I'm going to lie. I formed my standards like halfway by seeing what my friends have gone through in their relationships because mm -hmm. I'm always like the relation I'm like also somebody my friends go to for this type of advice but I know I'm not the best person for that but I can see it from just a blunt like what it is what it isn't and I feel like from them coming to me and the different situations they go through I'll be like mm, like yeah I know when I want a boyfriend like I don't want this quality or like if I see if I'm going through something like if I'm trying to get to know somebody and they say different things, I'm like, mm, I don't think I like that. Red flags. So you said what? Red flags. Yeah, definitely on red flags. And then I also need like how I was talking about background earlier. I also look at your relationship with your mom and your sisters. So like if your sis if you don't work well with your mom like I know there's obviously some standpoints where you're like your mom and you just don't get along or something like that but I can tell the difference for sure if it's just like a family dynamic or you don't get along with your mom because of something with you so definitely um the mom and the sisters one is a big one for me uh like a big standard and um just like seeing how you act because that's why I also like to see guys with their friends because I know that's probably the rawest form that I can see you in so if I see your friends and I see your friend group I also look at your friend group one and then two how you are with your friends if you make your friends better people then you're probably a good person but if you are like your friends and they're not the best and I see that, it's kind of like, mm, I don't think I want this. You're like the third or fourth female when I was, you know, starting to talk about this, it said that that whole uh, relationship with your mom thing is a deal breaker for for them. Like, if I like, if you treat your mom bad, I'm out. Yeah. Do because you? I feel like that, like your mom, depending on your situation, your mom is probably the person that cares the most about you in most situations. So if you can't treat the person who gave you all these things, helped you grow, put all these lessons in your life, raised you like to be the best that you can be. And if you're like going against your mom on purpose on something where she's just trying to help you and you're going against it on purpose because, oh, your friends don't think that's cool or something like that but she's just trying to help you, that's like, like, that's your mom, you know? So I feel like if you can do that to her, we don't have the same relationship at all. I've known you for two months, but I don't know what you're going to do to me as your wife. You know, this emotional intelligence. I try, I try. Girl, my girl. Uh, Kiana, let me ask you something. Uh, I'm always hearing the phrase, nice guys finish last. Is that true? Do nice guys finish last? I haven't met like nice guys like that. So I'm not. You ain't met a nice guy in your whole life, huh? Not one that was like, you know, that I was like, dang, I should have never let him get away. No, no, <laughs> no. Because I honestly don't feel like I really have a, a type. Like if he's, you know, like people look at like people that I've dated, they're all totally different. Like every last one of them are different. Like, so I'm not the kind of person that just like goes after somebody who got money. I'm not after somebody that like is this, 
bad or third like it's it's based on like our energy and how we feel around each other and I've always been like that even young like if I felt like you were my friend and we can't be without each other and we're with each other all day every day and like we're just like you know attached at the hip type of people like that then that to me means a lot more than anything so but honestly I haven't had an experience where I was like with somebody and I'm like dogged them out or did them bad and then you know realize a year later like oh he was my person like I haven't had that experience so but I have seen like just in social media like you might see a really good dude and you know he seems from the outward appearances to be you know a stand-up guy and be treated badly like you know I've seen that but in the same gist there's a good woman that has been treated badly and you know, so I don't know if I can say the good guy finishes last because it just seems like in this day and age, there's far more uh, single professional black women that have everything, you know, going for them that are single and don't want to be single, you know, so I don't know. It seems like the bad guy is finishing first right now. <laughs> well, I I asked you because I was just I just peeked on Instagram before we started and I seen your little comment saying free will. So I was like, oh. <laughs> I feel bad for Will. Like Jada's beating him down, babe. Yeah. You and Gabby Union can take me out the group chat, please. <laughs> please. Um, yeah. So moving for uh, I've I've also heard um, there's a difference between like nice guys and good guys, meaning like the nice guys. Like they know and understand how to treat a woman kind of to get what they want, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, cooking them little light meals, coming home from the gym and just doing, just doing whatever's necessary. Light to, meals. You know, to, to, to get a woman's attention. But the good guys have this stuff embedded in their character. And um, that's just how he approaches everyone. So, um, and y'all experience, do you think, you know, like that's a valid, you know, uh, a valid comparison or a valid thought process? Like, can you spot the difference between good guys and nice guys? Uh, may I ask you, Brenda? Uh, don't start with me. Um, do I know the difference between a good guy and a nice guy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Made her think. You know, I like it when I make you think. I think they're nice or good guys. I, I literally have, I don't feel like people know how to do relationships. I just don't think people know how to do relationships. Oh, I, it's, this, this, this night, I have dated nice guys, but if, but you can't just be nice. Like there still has to be, you know, communication. There still has to be like, um, a chemistry and not just necessarily sexual chemistry right but like a chemistry within how we vibe with each other I'm very much like ha ha kiki but I also like to have very in-depth conversations and you need to have the plethora and just because you're a nice guy or a good guy doesn't make you the guy for me or for somebody else so I don't so know. Nice guys good guys can also fumble the bags what you basically they, fum they can fumble completely they can fumble completely. Blow that page away. I get it. All right. So, <laughs> well, Vanny, you have experience with good or with nice. I mean, you probably agree. You agree with all that stuff Brenda just said? or I definitely agree because good, bad, ugly, sad, they can all. <laughs> ugly, sad, fool <laughs> you. Don't nobody know how to court a woman, basically. It all comes back to, to that. And so, like, in my practice, you know, my therapy practice, I talk to women uh, mostly older ones who might date a good guy, um, but he doesn't necessarily give them the butterflies, you know, don't really set them off. And, you know, so I guess I'm, I'm asking, have you ever felt obligated to give somebody you thought was nice or a, a good guy a shot, even if he doesn't really send you off or do it for you like that? I said that. I said that already. Yeah, I know. So I'm, 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 I'm go ahead, Kiana. It's, it's not an obligation 
it's just you as a person like once you grow as a woman and you you know realize that like you know insanity is trying the same thing over and over and over again expecting a different result right so for me like when I was dating the the guy that I thought like I wasn't like super duper attracted to him but I I was attracted to like his character the qualities Mm -hmm. he was smart he was kind of like nerdy quirky like you know he was more book smart than he was street smart but at the same time he'll be don't don't play with him like he'll air you out if if it came down like so I fit I felt very protected you know military man he was a big guy like he had a lot of things that like I feel like weren't deal breakers per se the deal breaker like I said was huh he didn't really send you off so but you didn't feel obligated you were just so if you don't feel obligated and he don't really do it for you like that but he was just doing some things that you like. He was checking some boxes. Mm-hmm. Just like, well, this is good enough for now type situation. No, I looked at it like it was more me that should probably grow to change my outlook in what I was looking for in a man. That's why I talked to him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because when I first like saw him and was around him, I was like, these big ass, like, you know, like I probably could have said, like, size them up and been like, why the hell does he have on this goddamn golf shirt? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he got on some goddamn Birkenstocks. Like, it was a couple of things that weren't really, <laughs> like, per se, my lane. Like, I want, I'm looking It wasn't like, doing it for you, Kiana. No, like, at all. But, like, it was more things than his fashion. I could change his fashion. Like, if we were together, I would have tore everything out in his closet and put in there what I wanted to see him in. Like, but that's something a woman can just do. That wasn't like a deal breaker. I could have switched that up like that. Birkenstocks are for like around the house. Like not for like, if we're, if you're taking me out on a date, I don't want to see your ankles. Like I could have, it was stuff I could have did like to like, you know, switch things up. That wasn't yeah. like, you so know what I'm saying? You, well, yeah. When but you she have- said, she said what it was, why he ain't, why he got cut because the yeah. real man didn't check on her. And yeah. that right. was the deal breaker. I mean, like, let me, let me, let me flip that though. If the guy has all the things that's giving you like them straight butterflies, making you, could he, could he like get away with maybe not checking on you for change? Could no. he get away with no. that? We have. That ain't going to get you that far with me no more. We not no even more. there. What about, what about 10 years ago? No, nope. I said I just said we have already been there. Like I've arrived in a different place. Like <laughs> some, it's some things at a certain age that you just will not unsee nope. in a person's behavior or character. But these two young ladies sound like they have it a lot younger than I did. Yes, because these conversations were not being had when yeah. I was probably their age. Yeah, it was that. I feel like in my generation, it was that ride or die mentality. Yep. Like, oh, girl, you better ride or die with him and this and that and the third and blah, blah, blah. Now it's like, I better not chip a goddamn nail. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not riding or dying nothing. This is not Build-A-Bear. I'm not your mama. <laughs> Effie, I'm not your mom. Okay. The Build-A-Bear. <laughs> you know, I think it's so, I feel like um, as the young girls on this conversation definitely have so much more with all when it comes to like dating like like you know savannah said i'm he has to court me like that is <laughs> you know and and mm-hmm. back in the day for me it was like i would like him to court me but if he doesn't he get a little chance you know but let's see what he got <laughs> you know taylor and and the fact that i like um i i, I will always say too because i've never been married i've been I've had boyfriends, but I've never been married. And um, Taylor, I was like young. I was always the single one in the crew, like always. So I watched a lot of shit that I was like, I am never going to do that, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm never going to stay in that. There was a, a point in my life where I got into something, but I was like, I'm not staying in it because now I see it and I see it sooner because I watched other people go through it. And mm-hmm. I was an observer. I think that is a, an excellent quality to have. 
Mm-hmm. And even not having a relationship, you still have a lot of knowledge to be able to share because people get caught up in their feelings and um, they can't see clearly. So you have a level head and your perspective will always matter. Be- with what's going on today, I have to at least be physically attracted to you because there's already so much other things going on that I have to check for you. like. And if I'm already, I will admit, I probably am in that phase where I'm not saying the guys that I am attracted to, they get away with more because they don't. But if I'm not attracted to you, like one thing I'm like, I was like, I I already didn't want to talk to you. But now like it's it's even worse. Like, ugly boy, breathe too deep. He out of there, huh? Get up. (laughs) Like, you better not sneeze. Get your ugly ass (laughs) out of here. Like leave because it's like I because I definitely if because I'm gonna be honest like you probably won't even like check off all my checklists but that's unreasonable for me to put on you so I'm already like okay like he doesn't check into this but like that's something we could build upon later or like something like that but the looks I have to be physically attracted to you let me move on let me so um Unless you have something to say on that, Vanny. Do you get drained? Do you get so, like all this stuff y'all talking about, I'm wondering, do you get so drained that you will almost settle for someone who can meet some of these checklists or some of these boxes on the checklist versus someone that actually shoots, you know, rockets through your stomach? Like, do you, what do you want to, Vanny? Do you feel like you just start, after a while, just start settling? Because that's not going on in my home. <laughs> I'm not settling nowhere. <laughs> no, I don't know. And you know what? After like a breakup, I don't think I've I've been a relationship type of girl, but I've given myself enough time to I actually like spending time alone. So if I bring someone into my atmosphere that is peaceful and I am happy to be in and you're just not doing it for me, I'm not you've got to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm not settling. I can't do it. I came this far. Everybody deserves to be happy, and I, I believe that people can find it. Well, Brenda, I know you you damn near cussed me out over text one time, so I know how you feel about being single, but I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> I've always been okay with being single. I've never, ever rushed into a situation just because, oh, I felt like I needed a boyfriend. I think I, I'm almost always one of the single people in my cruise, all of them. The, whether it was when I was younger or now, um, I don't mind being single. I in, I would enjoy companionship and somebody that can be my friend and be in my space. But um, I've learned to really enjoy, um, and especially being a single mom, I enjoy when I get a little bit of quiet and time by myself. So when, um, if I'm going to share it, that I don't want it to be like unintentional. So I'd rather I I don't mind being single. I I want a companionship, but I don't mind it singleness. Kiana, it sounds like the uh the dating pool is so small and contaminated. Like, is there like any pressure? Contaminated. <laughs> it just damn, sounds like it's small how- and contaminated. Now, so I'm like, is there any pressure to like to compete? Because I mean, I know that the 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 numbers don't add up so it's, it's so many more women uh, to men the ratio is crazy but i'm like with this small amount of guys out there that's even um you know yeah i mean yeah we straight or even worse spending any time with you know like Dang. is there pressure to compete um i don't, i don't want to sound arrogant but there's only one me so like if you don't catch the vibe and the energy and you don't recognize who I am when you come across me, that's your problem. Like, you know, I know what I bring to the table. I know what kind of person I am. I know what kind of woman I am. Yes, you know, yes. I know that I have the kind of personality that people want to be around. So, you know, I don't feel like I have to compete with anybody. You know, what's for me is for me and what's not, you know, is not. So I don't feel like I have to do any of that because I trust God and what's what he wants for me to have 
this time around is going to be what I pray for. My eyes are wide open. So, you know, if, if something's not for me or, you know, he's inconsistent, he's not, you know, given the, it's all about me vibe. Like I'm going to see that and feel that off top. Like it doesn't, it's not going to take me years or months, you know, or heartbreak or any of that, you know, to, to pick that up. So. Hey, say that then. <laughs> and did, no swing. <laughs> City girls is up. City girls is up. Tay, I know um, a couple years ago we had this conversation when you were still in high school. Uh, you obviously matured a lot since then, but you were still mature then. But we talked about, you know, what the pressure to compete, um, especially, you know, um, in this era, the social media era. Yeah, I feel like I'll say, yes, I do know who I am and all that. But I think I only feel pressure to compete when I see somebody that has the qualities that I want. And I know that I'm not the only person that's seeing that he has those qualities. And I feel like, but also my time at Howard, I think has made my mind like, but yeah, I definitely think there is like a slight pressure too. You're in a pool where the men already know they're the cream of the cop. They're the next mm -hmm. thing coming out. And, and because they they go to Howard, so they know that also is going to propel them up because of like you know like Howard's name, like so I'm people Howard man. Them, people are already going to see them on a higher pedestal probably because they went to Howard, so they already have like the mindset. Well, even if I don't find a wife here, I'm going to find it somewhere because I know I have all of this, and especially people. I'll say in our school of business, I know people are going to watch this if they listen to this, that go to my school, but in our school of business, these boys, like they get set up with six figure jobs right out of Howard or so they know what they're bringing to the table. So they know like, oh, like if she doesn't want, if she has a problem with this, oh, I'm just going to go somewhere else. So I think the fact that I can see it makes it worse on the mindset but i know that that's just not how it should be yes Ooh. okay understood mm. so vanny what is an f boy you know and uh what characteristics do they possess because oh. i know you know some I, I, wow <laughs> that's <Come> shade <laughs> but uncle love, um, you. uncle love you but i, I know i think the f boy I think an F boy is any guy that has ill intentions for me. Like if you have ulterior motives than what you're telling me out of your mouth or what you're trying to convey to me, you're, you're a fuck boy. To me. Ooh, you are an F boy to me. And I red flags and it's triggering and I scram. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't take any more heartbreaks up with you. No, I got to, I have to guard me. <laughs> F boys, like any, I think honestly, what I've been seeing, my F boy that's been in my life, like what's coming to me is Instagram. Anything social media wise, I don't even like to read DMs anymore because the things people send you, they will show you pictures of, them, of themselves. You don't even know this guy's first name. The things that just happen, or like if I post something and now you want to slide, and every time I look nice to you, you want to ease on in. I don't know. I think social media has made all the F boys get cocky and try you. <laughs> so every time you say- And they're much more them, accessible and they, can, and they can make themselves look like something that they're not. You could think a guy is so great from social media and then talk to him and he is putting up an image. It's all about the aesthetic nowadays, very shallow. <laughs> so and I do feel pressured a little bit. Oh, okay. So like, yeah. You feel pressure to compete? Not to compete, but like just to a lot of people at my age are becoming engaged. And I think like every time I see a guy I like they are married. Mm -hmm. Like they're all like all the great all the good guys I feel like probably had like just they were intentional with their moves. And I am like, you know, looking around like, 
like, oh, it's looking a little scarce out here. But I don't necessarily feel the competition to compete with women. It's just like a, a me against me thing. Like, dang, like mm-hmm. you got a baby and you got like, I have everything except the companionship. So sometimes I look like, oh, I hope I, but like I said, I just have hope because me, I, I'm, I'm pure, I'm out here. So it has to be somebody else. I can't be the only one. So yeah. it's like a, a battle, I think. Some days are better than others. This is different. I'm not gonna lie. It's uh like um from from what I saw, you know, when I used to kind of have friends, male friends, um, like in the early 2000s, uh, you know, to mid 2010 and on, like women in their 30s and and late 20s, like were really starting to get desperate already, and it really I, I'm just telling you what I saw. You know, and obviously that doesn't fit anybody here. But I mean, I know you know what I'm talking about. Y'all hang around women, so you I don't. Know. I don't know any desperate women. You don't know any desperate women? No, I I won't say I don't. I, none of the females that I know were necessarily desperate, but I do feel that there are more. Um, pu- I don't know. Pushy's the word. Um, women that are like literally like. You gonna engage me within a year. If you not, you gone. And you gotta do this, 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 and that. And they're very, very, very direct um when they get to the point where they wanna get married. I've seen that more than like what you would say. Like I, I've never known girls that are desperate. I don't hang out with that kind of crew. So I might meet somebody and be like, you know what? I know I'm not gonna be serious with him. I might use your ass. Like, let's yeah. let's not get it twisted, like, what it is. Like, let's yeah. just not make it seem like, you know, we're just this, whoa, these, like, you know, super fragile single women. Like, let's be clear. Like, yeah. women can get down how they live, too. Like, we're not just out here, you know, taking whatever is handed to us. You might be the one that's getting handed. Like, let's, you know... So sometimes the re- roles are reversed. I might just be like, you know, like we have more of that old school mentality. Like, you know, you might have been messing with somebody for six, seven years. Like you feel invested. But now I feel like that same age group of women are at a place that like, you know, love isn't painful. Love isn't all these things, that, you know, that we thought it was. Like I said, that ride or die mentality. Like now we've switched over to a place where we're talking about our mental health, our triggers, we're setting boundaries and standards for ourselves. Like, that's why I'm glad like Savannah and Taylor, they have a different mindset. This wasn't the mindset given to us as little girls when we were growing up. You know, it was like, look pretty, look cute type of thing, you know, for the most part and try to marry up like this kind of thing. It wasn't, we switched lanes somewhere where it was like, now all of a sudden a lot of us black women were left to be the head of household so in a certain way we've gotten this type of mentality that we don't have to wait for anybody for anything we want and the last i checked i got far more stamps in my passport book than a lot of men they don't even have passports so like the roles have reversed a little bit so for me i find myself trying to find the balance between being a successful woman that has good credit, has her own place, has, you know, her own and how does a man fit in there for me? You know, that's kind of where I'm at. So there's no desperation. Do you think there's a place for a woman to court a man? I'm not courting no man. (laughs) Now, now if we get to a place that we, you have made it clear that like you want to be exclusive with me, then yeah, absolutely, I'll date you. I'll, you know, because a man wants to feel gifts and flowers. I don't have a problem with that. Like, I'm a giver by nature. But will I do that before I know what a man's intentions are and it's him and I? Like, unless those lines have been drawn, absolutely not. I don't got nothing to give you. So maybe, maybe, I don't, maybe or maybe not, um, desperate wasn't the right word, but I'm not sure if I'm saying the wrong thing or not, only because um, when I see a a person who has a a clear set of values and established goals, right, and they do or make decisions that go against those values and those established goals, and 
make choices that clearly put them in a position that they don't want to be in all for the sake of uh, hanging on to somebody that clearly doesn't want them and they'll really not accept anything like, um, you know, in the past, I classify that as desperation. Now you kind of have me thinking about it, but in the roles have reversed. I'm only going to you. I'm only telling you what uh, my lived experience uh, as a as a person and and as a therapist. Um, so no, I agree with everything you said. I don't disagree with one word. Um, but I don't. I want to be clear about what I'm saying too. We got into way too much in this episode. So much so we had to cut it into two parts. So I want y'all to please stay tuned for part two of We Outside Navigating Dating in This New Era. Thank you for listening to Vulnerabilities and New Sexy. I really appreciate the support. You made it this far. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can know when new episodes are coming. And I'll see you next time. I really appreciate you.